0: and this is that grief relief podcast if you're new to the podcast this is a very light-hearted open-hearted conversation about grief There is no right or wrong way to deal with grief. Now, whilst I might be at a certain stage of my grief process, my guests might be at another stage of their grief process, you might be at a completely different stage of your grief, or you might not have experienced grief at all. I'm not here to offend. I'm here to hopefully put a smile on your face, whether you're going through something right now or not. Welcome back to that grief relief podcast. My name is Katie Overy and I have no idea why I just said my name. I don't think I've ever done that on any other episode. I think you have actually. Have I? Yeah. I'm just going to go with it. Um... (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm really excited because one of my bezzy friends is here, Dominique Zavisha. Hello. I d- that was, a, was a quite a nice name to say. Is it? It's not a nice name to spell. It's not a nice name to read apparently either because nobody gets it right. Spell it for me.
1: Z-A-W. You can stop right there. <laughs> it starts with a Z and it's Zavisha. Zavisha. It's a great so name. It's a Polish name and the W is pronounced as a V. So it's Zavisha. Whereas mm. I get like Zawiska, I get Zimbabwe. Zawiska's yeah. good.
0: Zanzibar I've had before as well. Zanzibar. <laughs> so Dominique and I used to work together and uh, it was we've had some amazing times working Best years together. Of our lives. But talking about Dominique's name was always great because Dominique, in a professional sense, is Dominique, yeah. right? Yeah. But we know her as Dom. Although weirdly, growing up, you were Nikki, right, yes. from your friends at yeah. school. Still am to quite a few. Yeah, yeah, which is always really strange. I remember coming to your house for your birthday party, and they're like, "Are you here for Nikki?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for Dom." Actually, didn't just didn't put two and two together. Yeah. It was actually I've totally forgotten your friend's name. Oh dear, Nadia.
1: Nadia,
0: yep. and. Uh, Anyway, so Dom. Dom, oh, Dom, can I grab this? Dom, have you got these slides? Dom, have you got this? And Dom, we're going to be late for a pitch. Dom, Dom, Dom. And then once, in front of a client, I called Dom. <laughs> Dom. Did I catch you out on it? Did you catch me <laughs> out on it? Or did you catch me out on it? But actually, you were, you were brill because you didn't say anything. It was it was with um, your friend of mine from Maydan, right? Oh, there we go. And then, um, so we were in... When you went out, we were in the car. I was driving, went back, and you literally... <laughs> kind of dominique didn't really make eye contact with me she was like yeah it went really well and she went don't call me dom again in, in front of in front of a client and i was like okay i'm so sorry
1: i think i gave up after a few like years or months i've just dom dom and i was like that's it it's done really? now yeah and then clients like call me dom and i was like here we go
0: which is annoying because it's a beautiful name like dominique yeah. is a beautiful name yeah. my friend's sister is genevieve and they call her jen i'm Ooh. like No, Genevieve is a beautiful name. I don't know why I felt so strongly about it. So Dom, Uh, Dom and I have been talking about this podcast for a long time. You've been a a raging fan. Huge fan from day one. Since episode one. Um, Because I know that you've gone through some bits and pieces and Mm. we've spoken about that over time. And why I'm so grateful for you coming on the podcast is because... You, whilst you have suffered grief through a death of a family member which we will talk mm. about you've actually suffered grief non-death related mm. which is a very very interesting take and not many people realize how much you can grieve something that isn't death yeah I've mentioned it before about even relationships mm. even friendships or mm. job losses and things like that yeah so I know that your story involves your Mm mum and I'd like you to share what you're willing to share.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, number one, the reason why I'm such a profound fan of what you're doing is because talking is probably one of the hardest things. Mm. Like, and it took me a lot to realize that. And um, I think I never really understood what grief was until somebody asked me if I'd grieved before. And I was like, what do you mean, have I grieved? And they said, well, have you actually grieved this? And I was like, well, what do you mean, have I grieved? Like, mm. do I have to buy a ticket? Like, yeah. What is it? Is, is, there, an
0: yeah, is like, there an app? Yeah, is <laughs> there
1: an app? How does it work? Like, is there a level of grief that I finally got there and I've done it and ding, ding with it? You there? can tell what
0: you do for a living. Is yeah. <laughs> there
1: an app? Just, it's just, you know, um, so when somebody asked me that, would, that's when I kind of realized, okay, let's take twenty-five million steps back and look back at where I'm at. Mm. So... For me, I'm definitely no pro, I'm still trying to figure out what the word grief means today, but for me essentially the grief is the loss of something, you know, a job being made redundant, a house, a partner, a family member, a pet, you know, it's all there, it's all wrapped Mm -hmm. up into this wonderful ball of whatever really kind of breaks you down inside. And I think my biggest hit um, was probably, yeah, when my mum left. Um, my mum didn't die, she's still very much alive and kicking, but she made a very swift and painful exit from my life, Mm -hmm. to which I basically had to, in some form of ways, accept the fact that she was dead, because I had zero access to her, and if I did have access to her, I refused to take that access, because I was like, wow, what you have done has really broken me. Um, yeah, long story short, um... Forever which way, whichever which reason there would be, my mum decided that she couldn't continue the lifestyle that she had with us as a family. Okay. And um, basically bought her ticket and left, but with the sideline of us thinking that she was gone for a certain amount of time and that she would be back. Um, So she
0: literally bought a ticket and left. You lived here in the UAE because you were born here. Born and raised,
1: lived your whole life. um, And. Yeah, I remember it was my mum's 50th birthday, and we were celebrating mum's 50th birthday. And then it was under the pretext that she was going to go away to study to become well, some form of uh, therapy, so be it, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. And after her three months of studying, we were then going to meet up and have summer holidays together as a family. Um, left. And lo and behold, we then realized that her leaving wasn't just a temporary thing slowly but surely we started realizing that okay we can't get a hold in touch with her she's not answering the phone um where she is she's not there where she's told us she's going so long story short it kind of really hit hard it was like a big bang. how old were you god don't ask me this um it was 2009 when she left so god i can't even do the maths right now 20 <laughs> you remember that grey hair I told you about? Yeah, we need Oliver in. Yeah, we do. Come on, do well, let's man. work it out. So, it was 12 years so ago. So I'm 36 now. 24. 11, there we go. <laughs> or 24,
0: really? 25. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. Could I have been crazy? Anyways, so here I am, um slapped in the face with the news that my mum's left, and eventually I find out. You know we peel back the layers mum's um, left she is now we find out actually through a fax that I received through our grandparents um, my mum had basically written a letter to her parents to say look this is my life now I've changed I'm now with someone who makes me very happy and this is my soulmate right. so mum has now moved on um, this earth-shattering news took me back a lot it took my brother back a lot my brother was actually studying in Australia at the time at university he was going through his exams
0: and he's younger than you yeah okay. by five
1: years okay. so I can't even imagine the hell that he was going mm. through um anyway so you know I'm now left back here in Dubai with my dad and my dad and I are kind of scrambling through the pieces um everything is very grey, everything is very kind of difficult, I just remember lots of pain, lots of tears, Mm. lots of what has happened, how has this happened, where did this come from, because if you ask me about my childhood and my growing up, I have zero memories or recollections of there being any arguments, any unhappiness, but clearly my mum was very unhappy because she left. Yeah. Now, I'm not using this platform to kind of berate or put my mum down because, as we'll talk in this podcast, this is the relationship I'm working on now. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, just this profound feeling of loss. Mm -hmm. Like, I have not got my mum anymore. Like, she's just disappeared, but she's alive, but she's gone. And um, I remember seeing how hurt and broken my dad was. And the whole thing was just extremely painful and this was when I realized wow this is like a huge shift um I have uh, I had sorry a very very strong relationship with my grandmother so my mum's mum okay funny enough I'd probably say that my relationship with my grandmother was emotionally not emotionally but like I talk a lot with my grandmother like so if I'd broken up with a boyfriend or okay. if like I was you know whatever it was I'd gossip more with my
0: grandmother okay nice um, what did
1: you call her Bacha, Okay. Yeah. So in Polish, um, it's actually babcha, but I, as a kid, I grew up saying yeah. bacha, so it continued that I way. just love
0: that here. I love asking yeah, people what they call their grandparents. Yeah,
1: bacha. so bacha. Um, so she was basically like my mum from a mum, but, you know, dear and dear and strong to me. Mm. Anyways, so... Um, I forgot my train of thought. Now where was I? Going? You were
0: just saying about it was a just a, such a, a huge loss. Yes, so that was in your So mum. I
1: remember being on the phone with my grandmother a lot and being like, "What's going on? What's happening?" And even my grandmother couldn't really give me an answer. She didn't really even know. Mm. And in, if anything, she was very hurt and betrayed by her daughter and what her daughter had done too, because no one had any clues. Like, what's happened? It was like, boom,
0: she's gone. Can I ask? Sorry to interrupt. Mm. Can I ask that? How long did you ever or have you found out since how long had she been seeing this new guy, this It's soulmate? not written in
1: stone. There's no proof. Um, but I think back on a lot of things now. I go back to dates and obviously I don't talk openly about it with my mum now. But I do think about certain points or timelines leading up to it. I mean, I don't think this was a decision made in haste. I For think sure. this was something that was very planned. And clearly my mum had her feelings and this is where you know she wanted to be and you know what fine if things like that make you happy and this is what you needed to do but you know now obviously after everything all the all the teachings i've gone through and as a mum, obviously my life has changed i'm now married i'm now a mother of three is that the way I would have done it if it was me? Right. 100% not, yeah. you know. Um, but then again, I'm not in my mom's shoes. And my mom clearly was going through something in her life that made her realize that this was the only way out. Mm. And this is my mantra every morning. Like, mom, I know that you are probably going through things in your life that you felt that you needed to gather with. Mm. Um, and this is the way that you had to, you know, get out of the situation. And I have to forgive you for that and accept that and move on and it's taken me a good 10 11 years to get to be able to say that out loud and I still do it to this day to this day it still knocks me up it still you know crunches me up in a big ball and you know I get on the zoom call or whatever with my mum and I still have this initial layer of I'm so angry with you yeah Um, how could you have done this? And
0: yet we move on. So how... But how did you move on? Because I don't want you to jump Mm. ahead too much because Mm. I want to understand then the timeline between you feeling this... You know, you and your brother feeling this severe loss. Mm. You have no access to your mum. She's left your dad. She's met someone else. Mm. Boom. Mm. How long then did you not speak for? Then when did you first speak? Why did you speak? Because I know... You know, I was Mm. blessed enough to go to your wedding. Mm. I know that your mum wasn't there. Mm. And I know things have changed, as you say, Mm. with you becoming a mum. So when was that first contact afterwards? Probably
1: must've been a few months afterwards. Um, I remember getting on the phone with my mum. Funnily enough, I'd went out for some drinks with some girlfriends and one of my girlfriends was at the table. And obviously I was kind of pouring my heart out. They were asking me questions. And she said, have you ever told your mom any of this? And I said, well, no, I haven't. And then she's like, well, maybe you should. Mm. And I just said, I just don't know how. I don't know what the platform is. And then she's like, doesn't matter the platform. Don't think into it. Just get on the phone and talk to her. Mm. And that was like a lightning bolt moment when I thought, you know, what's so true. Why am I sitting here holding this back? So and I remember the exact place where it was, it was probably the worst place in the world. I was at, in the office and I was at my desk and I just remember sitting there thinking, nothing I just couldn't think anything I couldn't work I couldn't focus I couldn't and I thought you know what sod it I'm gonna get on the phone with her I'm gonna talk to her
0: then uh, and there Then and there. Oh so God. I picked
1: up the phone I was actually on my desk and I remember standing up and going up to the office door and I, I didn't have my own office by any means it was like a <laughs> cubicle of six people in a room and there was nobody else in there and I thought I'm gonna close the door and have this conversation with mum and it was a long conversation I bawled my eyes out I cried my eyes out I told her I missed her I told her I loved her I told her everything Um, And I told her how angry I was with her. Like, how could you do this? And I don't remember much from her response. I think she did a lot of listening um, Mm -hmm. and letting me kind of release. And then eventually it was, you know, I guess in her eyes, we weren't kids anymore. We were adults. And I'm kind of like, nah, I'm still your daughter. Like, I still need you around. Like, what's going on? Like, why? Why would you do this? Um, There wasn't really an answer. And to this day, I don't really have an answer. Because that's Um, what
0: I was going to ask. The difference between... I I do understand her not Mm. being happy, Mm. perhaps in the marriage she was in and Mm. she's met this new person, but to not speak to her children, regardless of your age. So you're saying Zav would have been 19, you would have been 24, give or take. Yeah. I don't think there's any reasoning behind that. Mm. and She's never given you an answer.
1: There's been no rationale. There's been no, I mean, again, I talk to my therapist about this very often. And obviously for me, what would be great would be you know my mum coming in on a white horse and coming down and apologizing and saying I'm so sorry for buggering <laughs> up all these years yeah. and that would have been lovely but that's never going to happen no. and I have to come to terms with that yeah, it's, yeah. it's never going to be the case that my mum's going to walk in and say I'm so sorry I did x y and z and you know my bad no that would that come to terms that's not going to happen and I basically need to come to terms with the fact that it is what it is, she did what she did for a reason, and I still don't know, understand the reason why. Fine. Um, end of the day, the way I put it is, she wasn't happy. She clearly wanted to, you know, move on, do something else. Fine, but the the, the steps that she took to do that, I still, to this day, really struggle to understand yeah. how you could even go about that.
0: Um, do you think it was, I don't wanna put words in your mouth, mm. and again, I, I you're right in what you're saying, I don't wanna speak bad of your mum, mm, I don't know your mum's mm, story. Mm. Um, do you think it was cowardly?
1: Very much so. Okay. Yeah, I've, I have think I've even said that to her, funnily enough. Um, and, but then again, you know, my mum My mom will turn around and say, look, I've tried to talk to you. I tried to say these things. And I then feel aghast by being like, well, if you talked to me, we would have talked about it, but I don't remember having those conversations. Mm-hmm. So I get it. There's two sides to every story. And my mum clearly has her side, yet I still fail to understand it. And we probably haven't had that conversation together enough. Um, like I said, we are working on our relationship and it's, you know, I'm not gonna say it's all peaches and roses when we're together, it's mm. definitely not, but you know, we work on it bit by bit and day by day. And um, it's, yeah, it's it's very, very difficult and painful because as you would have realized, I've gone through momentous stages of my life, mm. um, have being married, having kids, and um, she's not really been there for much of it. No. You know, um, but out of whose choice? Um, definitely my choice okay um and I think also yeah it could just be awkward wouldn't it like it just wasn't right and anyway um I digress so obviously going through these stages of you know losing my mum I think I then without understanding what grief was without understanding what I was doing mm-hmm. I threw my head into basically when you threw a problem at me I tried to come up with solutions and mm-hmm. um, my solution at that time was right further my career, work really hard. What am I going to do? Fine. Start doing my master's degree. So mm. I jumped headfirst into a master's degree. And not only was it a master's degree, it was on the back of, um, uh, what's it called? A scholarship. So oh, wow. it was the added pressure of mm. like, need to do this really well or else they're going to ask me to pay for it. Yeah. Um, so No one into, wants that. Yeah. Head into my books, work, 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 work. Um, and then I remember waking up one morning and the company that I was working for, I was miserable, hated every minute of it. And I thought, you know what? Life has to change. Like I had this drastic moment of change it. And um, I remember going into work one day. I went into my, I sat down on my laptop, wrote my resignation letter, walked into my boss's office, handed it in. He obviously wanted to understand why I basically told him, I'm not happy. I need to change my life. I went back outside, took a picture of my car, put it under Bizzle, sold my car. Oh, wow. um, Made a booking at the hairdressers, went from blonde to brown. And this all happened in the space of 24 hours. No way. And it was then I realized that a lot has to change. Um, at this point in time also, I, I then remember leaving work, driving down to the gym. And I remember being in the car and thinking, I need to talk to my grandmother. Like I had this driving urge to speak to my grandmother. For the first time ever in my entire life, my grandmother came on the phone and she was livid with me. Oh just no. Just angry. And I was like, "Where has this come from? And um, basically she was angry that I wasn't accepting my mum's new life. Okay. And I just said, I'm really sorry, like change of scene here. This has gone from oil to water. Where has this come
0: from? Do you know, I I know timeframes are always difficult. Do you know how long after? This was
1: probably, so what, mum left in 2009. My parents got divorced in 2010. Um, I think I left my job or I handed my
0: resignation in end of
1: 2011. Oh,
0: so it's a long time. So no wonder it was a shock for your grandmother to all of a sudden. Okay. So... Obviously, during this time, I'm
1: very rarely speaking to my mum. I don't I don't even think my mum's reaching out to me. It was just kind of like this lull of, wow, mm-hmm. emptiness mm. and severe pain. And that was it. I think my mum was getting married. Now I remember my mum was getting married and she called me up and she said, will you come? And my immediate response was 100% not. Like, I can't be there for you. I'm um, no. And that was it on the phone with my grandmother. And my grandmother's livid with me. Um first time ever screaming at me really upset like and my heart is breaking as she's yelling at me down the phone like you should accept what your mum's done like this is your mum's decision and this has obviously gone from me having these really like in conversations with my grandmother thing I don't understand what's going on why is this happening why is my earth shattered and my mum's like no longer here anymore and then my grandmother all of a sudden being angry at me because I'm not coming to my mum's wedding with this man that she's left us for okay and I'm a bit earth shattered Hmm. like Grounds opened up. I've fallen down like 500 million layers of earth and hell, and then there's me like gasping for help and I can't breathe. And I remember having a panic attack in the car park to the gym, and I couldn't breathe. I couldn't do anything, and I just remember getting out of my car and I think I did like three laps of Saffa Park just trying to get my air back in my into my lungs. And I was just earth shattered. um And amongst all of this, like you know, I can't believe my mom's getting married. Like. Mm. What's going on? Mm. Like She's starting a new life. And I don't even feel like she's closed one off with us yet. And that was just grief after grief after grief. I then start working at a new company with you. Um, Well, I joined and then you joined afterwards. Um, And I don't think you were there for this point. Um, If you were to ask me the lowest of the lowest point in my life, apart from my mom obviously leaving, it must have been I was at this new company and I just started working and I was on like probation, if Mm. you want to call it. And I had this huge project on my lap, which there was a lot of pressure and a lot of, you know, emphasis to make sure that get the job done. And um, I get a phone call from my mum saying, and this is, she just got married. She just like maybe a week after so being married. I'm at the hospital with your grandmother and it's not good news. She hasn't got long to live. The doctors think she's got a couple of months. It's pancreatic cancer. And I'm like, obviously completely gobsmacked. Yeah. I'm sat in that office yeah. with the six tables, yeah. you know. Reg in the background (laughs) in the villa and uh, in the villa and um I'm just gobsmacked I'm shocked so I like stand up and I walk out and I'm like and it's been a long time since I've spoken to my mum so in the midst of all this I've had this huge fight with my grandmother um keep that in mind the last time I spoke to my grandmother she's screaming at me next thing I know she's in a hospital room so I'm like I don't really know how to take this news Mm. and then mum's like look you know I really think like you know you should get on the phone, like, whatever it is, can you come down to Spain, my grandmother's in Spain, and I'm like, well, okay, let me just wrap this up, obviously, the day goes by, I get another phone call from my mum, it's getting worse, she's got a few weeks, all right, so I got on the phone to my brother, and I'm like, look, this is the situation, what do we do, and my brother's like, look, let's just get on a plane and go, and I'm like, well, I can't right now, I'm on probation, like, what's going on, da-da-da, so, um, I remember having internal chats, and then, uh, Eid was around the corner so I was like great let's get on the plane during Eid and we'll get down to Spain
0: which is a public holiday here yeah sorry no no don't apologize
1: Um, uh then next day I get a phone call saying yeah it's gone to a couple of days now it's getting progressively worse as and this is happening like and in the back of my head I'm going is my mum doing this to like get me to see her surely that would be a really sick joke like no she's not doing that (laughs) yeah and all these thoughts are going through my head. I'm a bit lost. I'm in this new job that I really want to try and because, you know, this isn't I made like an earth-changing career. Mm. Like I went from working corporate to all of a sudden now working, you know, in a boutique. Mm. And um everything I like, I had a lot on the plate to offer and to sorry to show or prove that I wanted to work here and mm. working hard. And all of a sudden there I am going, Can I please leave? I need to get out of here. Um so Xavi and I jump on a plane a few days later, um, we get to Spain, I land, I immediately call my mum to find out that two hours prior to landing, my grandmother had passed away.
0: Oh no, dumb. Um,
1: So yeah, it was uh, shattering, I just, I don't even think my brother and I cried, we just kind of went blank, I remember standing there waiting for the suitcases, we didn't even have suitcases, oh, we God, had carry-ons. we were still in the airport. We are still in the airport, I remember getting off the plane and the second I got off the plane, I called my mum to say we've landed, and my mum out with like hardly any air in her lungs i remember her saying to me she's gone she left two hours ago so i was like how has this happened so quick like it was last week you called me to say that she had months and then she had weeks and then she had days and then we're playing with hours here so it's um because cancer is a complete and utter shit bag yes um and this was my first experience of this whole thing mm. so and honestly like losing my grandmother was tremendously painful mm. um and the fact that the last conversation I had with her was an argument.
0: After the amazing relationship that you had had all a hugely your Hugely
1: amazing relationship. Yeah. Like if you ask me about, you know, childhood memories and tastes and smells, a lot of them veer towards my grandmother. Mm. And um, anyway, so I remember just being very blank. I remember driving to the house in Spain. And I remember it just pouring down with rain. And my brother and I just being so quiet and just getting through it to get there. And then the next huge leap was to then see my mum with her new husband. I was just going to say, and you'd never met this guy? Um, well, yeah, this is an, I have, I had met him before. So this was somebody prior in my mum's life right um, that she's gone back to anyways but so, at this point
0: you didn't know that they were together when you'd met him before no right fine no, no, okay. no.
1: um so i walk into the house which is my grandmother's house i'm really stressed yeah, yeah just, i'm stressed talking about it. so um i walked into the house which is the house that i've technically grown up in like I we go there every summer and it's now with my mum and her new family in it and i'm like oh my god this is so difficult (laughs) and on top of that my grandmother's dead so um clearly Xavier and i had made the decision not to Xavier being my husband my brother husband (laughs) (laughs) wow from a Um, small town wow so we made the decision obviously not to stay in the house and we took a hotel elsewhere so um yeah the next time i saw my grandmother she was in a coffin and it was so difficult and painful Mm. um and yeah, at least we, we got over that. We got over that hurdle and I came back to Dubai and again, just broken. Like so many emotional waves going through the whole thing. Um, anyways, yeah. Uh, then get married. Um, I'm, I meet my husband. Um, we get married. I make a very firm decision
0: that I didn't want my mum there. Which I know that your husband mm-hmm. won't mind me saying. You also went through a huge breakup. You were with, yeah, you were yeah. with a partner for six years yeah. before you met your husband. Yeah. And that wasn't an easy breakup. No, it wasn't an easy breakup. But I guess... It was a good
1: breakup. It was a good breakup. Um, It wasn't like, you know, a spiteful breakup. I think we both looked at each other and we realised, I mean he had his own I know that I mean he he himself was going his family were going through illnesses and stress Mm, mm. um even divorces my family was going through a divorce Mm. illness stress Mm. death you name it and I think we both realized when we looked at each other like we're supporting each other but we're not there for each other anymore yeah so we went our separate ways and it then it hit me like a lightning bolt that you know we're together to help each other but we weren't right with each other anymore Mm. um so yeah we separated I'm in this new job you know I've got new focuses new Mm. new pathway and I'm really trying hard to find my way and at the same time emotionally I'm held on to like the fact you know all these internal stresses of what is loss and what is grief and trills like pushing it all back going okay Mm. fine move on move on and um meet my husband uh we with each other for a certain amount of time we get married and I remember having the conversation with my mum. I called her up and I said I'm getting married and um, I don't really want you to be there because I know that if you're there it's going to be a tough one like I've got other family members there as well and I don't know how it's going to work and this day is not about this problem it's about me Mm -hmm. and she agreed she said I understand your decision um you know, wholeheartedly on my mum. She did not make me feel bad about it. She That's didn't good. make me feel guilty. So yeah. I'm grateful for that. And I had my wonderful day. Move on.
0: It was average. Yeah. You know, it was average in the yeah. middle of the Italian countryside. <laughs> it's just an average three-day wedding in a vineyard. Pizza and Prosecco.
1: <sighs> you know that. Bit of a picnic. <laughs> um, it was, yeah. Anyway, so I'm, you know, we're married. Come back from my honeymoon. And uh, hey-ho, I'm pregnant. Joy. Here we go. And... uh have a baby and um my life changed. I was like, yeah. wow, I'm a mum. And um don't ask me what happened, but you know, you have a child and all of a sudden something in your head just goes. Vroom. And um obviously yeah, I've heard. Yeah, That's why I'm staying clear. Um obviously <laughs> don't get me wrong um, when you're pregnant as a female, a lot of the time you want to turn around to your mum and be like, what does this mean? And what's happening here? And what do I do now? And, mm, uh, mm. and lots of these like feelings that you have as a female when you're pregnant, you want your mum, you immediately want to like go to your mum. But mm. I didn't want to pick up the phone and my asked my mum mm. because obviously I have I felt like that cord was still cut and in my head my mum was, how can I put it? The woman who raised me and made me who I am today, that woman died for me. And the woman that I'm trying to, to rebuild a relationship with now is a completely new woman okay. and that took so that i couldn't just pick up the phone and be like oh hi mom like you mm. know what happens now and yeah help me and what does this mean and so i never had that and um, luckily i had a great band of friends who you know had had kids at that time mm. um or close to it so i got a lot of support and advice and you know feelings from them but still i couldn't help but feeling like god i would kill to have my mom around right now mm. and um my mum's not dead. She's alive and kicking and she's there in the other country and she could have been here with me. And it was just a lot to get through. And um, yeah, I could have had my mum with me, but I just didn't want to. It didn't feel right. Like I'd lost that woman. And um, anyways, had my child. And uh, all of a sudden I started realising that I really respected and loved the relationship that I had with my grandmother. And I didn't want to take that away from my kids. And I remember waking up one morning and saying, Something's gonna give, like this has to come to an end somehow. And I didn't know how to do it. And I was soul searching and soul searching and soul searching and trying to figure out how this is gonna work. Tried a couple of times with my mum, ended up, you know, being either painful or ending in tears and not working very well. And um, I have to admit, it took me a while. I can't give you a timeline, but it took me a long time. And people kept on saying to me, Have you ever thought about going to see a therapist? Mm. And my immediate reaction was, Not a chance in this god green earth am i going to see a therapist and they're like but why and i'm like because my mom's a therapist and i refused i was like no 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 i don't believe in this this is wrong no 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 and um don't ask me what the turning point is i think i was out for dinner with one of my friends and she started talking to me about her experience and she'd actually lost her dad um and she basically said look i'm not going to tell you to do it but if you ever want to this is my therapist's name okay. and number yeah and she just left it and we didn't talk about it anymore nice. and i took the piece of paper home and i left it in my bag and probably a couple of days later i picked it up and i was like you know what i'm gonna give it a go and nice. um i did and i went to go see this therapist and i'm not gonna say it was a turning point because the first time i walked in and i was like oh what's going on here and we spoke and i was like how is this it's definitely not you know, a one stop fix it type situation. This is like, you you know, this is like a marathon. And um, so did my first session and um, did my second session and continued and continued. And I built myself up my goal, my end of my marathon was to go and spend a summer with my mum, which we did, we spent, I think, a couple of weeks with my mum. And um, yeah, we got through it. I mean, But this wasn't the first time I'd see my mum. Like my Mm. mum had come out to Dubai um when my first child was born. That was a bit rocky. Um in fact I wouldn't even let her stay in my house because I just found it that rocky, like you stay in a hotel and you come here in the day and we'll work through it bit by bit. And um Yeah, it 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 was it it was difficult, it wasn't easy. There was we had a few arguments. Um, But I still realize that this isn't still isn't right. Like there's still a lot that needs to be done here. And it's just very difficult to talk openly about these things. Mm. And we tried and we got there, but it still wasn't right. So this therapy was helping me get to the concept of right. I need to open up and I don't even know what word is anymore is open up, but just be with my mom and be together Mm, mm, mm. harmoniously and somehow find that rhythm together. So we did so and um it worked out quite well. I'm um still not i idyllic and I don't ever think it will be idyllic. I don't think it'll ever be that way before. But what made me happy is that my kids were with my mother and they were calling her butcher. No way. And they were running around in the garden that I was running around in and they were, you know, building memories and you know, my mum had made a really big effort to make them feel happy and comfy and, you know everything, like be it painting together, you know whatever it be mm. and um that made me feel happy so mm. I was like okay right we're on the right path here and um yeah I don't know it was it's tough because even to this day when I even even to the simple the simple task of booking my next appointment with my therapist in the back of my head I'm like oh I don't know I still I, yeah. I'm not gonna say that therapy is like the fix it because I still find it very difficult mm-hmm. and um My therapist was based in Dubai and now she's moved. She's moved to South Africa and we talk on, um, on zoom and, um, yeah, it's, it's just, and funnily enough, I say this to my, I say this to everyone I meet now, like, I think it's so important to have somebody outside of your friendship and family circle Mm. that you can just talk to and remove any, you know, opinions, any thoughts, like, whatever it may be and just talk openly and Mm. I've now tried to make it um a firm I've tried to make a firm effort to make sure that even if I don't feel like I need a session I'll do it anyway yeah so funnily enough I had a session just this week and um I felt fine she's like how are you how's things going I'm like great you know we did this we did that we did it and then so we sat down and she goes, OK, well, what about this? What about that? And we started talking and I was like, oh, yeah, that was good. And that was and she's like, let's talk about this a bit more. And she found something good. Mm. Don't even know how she did it, but something that kind of upset me. And I, it was it was actually on a phone call with my dad and my dad had said something. And I was like, "Ooh, ow, ooh," And I pushed it back and she plucked it out for me somewhere and she said this is bothering you like why didn't you say that to your dad when you're on the phone with him and I was just and it was something silly like yeah. I think I was basically my dad's in Canada and there's a 12 hour difference between us and um I wanted to have a chat with him and you know he was like yeah, yeah in about five ten minutes and five ten minutes had passed and I said look I'm just getting the kids to bed can you just give me five minutes and he's like look the dogs are gagging to get to the dog park we'll chat tomorrow and I'm like Dogs, you can wait. I want to have a chat with you. Yeah. He probably won't know this, so he's going to hear this if he <laughs> the podcast. So, Dad, it really upset me. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, I um, and I, I remember pushing it back to side me, going, couldn't he just put me in front of the dogs for a minute? Isn't and
0: it weird? Yeah, yeah. And
1: I didn't think much of it, but I remember it upsetting me. And then, you know, um, my my therapist was like, just tell your dad in the moment, mm. just say, look, Dad, can you just put me in front of the dogs mm. for a second? And um it was nothing big like it wasn't like how could you dad but it was just like she pulled out of nowhere because yeah. she said well what is it that you want to talk about today and I just said well you know I get easily frustrated with small things when I probably shouldn't have and then she dug 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 and she's like well this is the reason why yeah you've been holding it back for so long um so yeah I don't know and uh I guess also throughout this whole journey I've also realized and I'm i the subconscious being in quarantine, being in all this wonderful world that we're living in, not wonderful, terrible, painful world that we're living in at the moment. Um, a lot of subconscious feelings are cropping up as well. So also through my therapy, I realised that I started like for the first time in a very long, for a very long time, I started having kind of like questions to, for my mum. Like, I remember calling my mum up and it was some random hour of the night. And I said, Mum, remember that time when we had to go to Guyana? It was in South America because there was a Gulf War that was kicking off here. Um, my dad's dad at the time was working as a high commissioner in South America. And we thought, well, my parents thought it was all very well and safe if we just get out of here. And so my dad shipped my mum and me and my brother to Guyana. And we were there for six months. I must have been six at the time. My brother must have been a few months or mm. just under a year and I said to myself like how on the earth did she do that like you know I've got kids and I couldn't think about flying halfway around the world with yeah. two kids by myself in my parents-in-law house and thinking so I remember calling up my mum and for the first time I had this heart-feeling conversation where I'm going how did you do it and I was like I felt wow mm. how did you do that mm, like mm, that's mm, pretty mm, crazy mm. and plus you know I was in school at the time so my mum was self-schooling me homeschooling me in this in you know her her parents-in-law house and she had the small kid and there's a lot of like you know whoa and um for the first time ever I felt sorry like why I didn't realize you were going through that and so subconscious plays up on me a lot as well so again I think the concept of grief doesn't just happen when something's hit you but the concept of grief can also be when you're a kid and something has Mm. affected you from then and then it plays up on you again when you're an adult. So there's a whole plethora of grief out there that we don't even realise is there until yeah. eventually we awaken our senses to think that could probably be the reason why. Yeah.
0: Um and addressing it. Yeah. 100%. Instead of just burying it all the time. Yeah. Um, which is what uh my brother Russell in his second episode where he came in and he said, you know, I was like, Yeah, I've dealt with that. Yeah. Then knowing like five, six years later. Oh no, that's right, I have Well, that was my
1: answer was jump straight into it, you know, do a scholarship, change my job, you know, all this jazz. Like I just, oh, that was, I went crazy into health and fitness and... Yeah,
0: and that's one of the big things that that has come up a lot um, on the podcast and through, you know, recent grief that I've been through is that the amount of people, I mean, and I would say 99% Mm. of people would say, just keep yourself busy. Keep yeah. yourself busy. Best yeah. thing to do: keep yourself busy. Yeah. I couldn't disagree anymore if I tried. Yeah. Sometimes, um, and actually, it was when I'd, I I I'd, I'd suffered three deaths within fourteen months um, recently, but it was mm-hmm. the last one. Yes, he wasn't the closest to me, but it was still a significant death in my life. Um, I was okay. I was shocked more than sad, but I I literally took um took a duvet into the spare room because it it's never made up, mm-hmm. took a duvet into the spare room. And I stayed there all day. From the moment I woke up, I just went into another bed. From the moment I went to sleep when I just got into my own bed yeah. and I watched friends all day, yeah. I was fine, I didn't sob. There was no. no crying or messaging a few friends, obviously backwards and forwards, um, sharing our loss. And I just had to take that moment Yeah, that day. And then, then I was okay. Yeah. Because so many people are saying, like, yeah, I just got straight into this, and then all of a sudden, it's exactly that's what I did, probably not yeah. a good idea. Nope. I'm not an expert. Yeah, it's exactly what I did. I'm George. getting quite an expert in debt, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I'm not. I'm not an expert on that. You still
1: should do what I tell you to do. You should do those little clips. Oh, of Oh yeah. Cartoons. So basically,
0: I don't know why, and maybe it's a, maybe it's the thing that's come out really badly. So. No it's in not an, at all it's,
1: it's so funny in an
0: office situation <laughs> and I've introduced it to kind of each work environment that I that I've joined if some someone will say um anyone know where dom is I'll go oh she died <laughs> and that's what I do to me that's funny obviously when you come to a, a region like this with different cultures, some people will be like, you can't say things like that. And, yeah. Oh, what would happen if she did die? And I'm like, well, it's not my fault. It's you not know. really PC, is it? No, it's not, it, it's not very PC, but it's really funny. It's hysterical. So and it's just, and it will always carry on. And it, is John around? Oh, mm, sorry. he died. Yeah. And then they'll go, what? And they go, oh, I don't know. I think he's just at the coffee machine, a coffee yeah. shop. Yeah. So I don't know why I've always just said, said that.
1: Hysterical. I can't
0: remember the first time. And, and as well, I also, I really break people down. <laughs> like when I join a new new office, I'll do it. And people are like, you can't say, you can't say that. And then like six months in, where's Katie? She died. Yeah. And you're like, okay. That's not. <laughs> I did work with someone um, who didn't really understand the concept of it. So they then started doing it and it was quite funny. Yeah. So everyone would be like, oh, yeah. where's John? Oh, yeah, he died. died. Oh. Sorry. Um, and so it was my friend, and I said, oh, has, has anyone has anyone seen John? Again, it's always John. Mm. Has anyone seen John? And they went, oh, he died. And I went, oh, no. And he went, yeah, cancer. <laughs> and I, I said, no, no, that's you, a bit too it's far. far. You've overstepped the mark. That's not now funny. Oh, God. That's I mean. horrendous. So anyway. Where I, would... think, I think I had
1: that when you first brought it into the office environment. I was like, Katie can't see that and then afterwards you kept on saying I was like it's just brilliant cracked
0: up and you've got to do the face as well you've got "Mm, yeah and so obviously
1: now when I'm sitting watching a cartoon and funny enough I've tried to like educate Katie on these cartoons (laughs) that we have to watch over and over and over (laughs) again when you have kids and there are little snippets where they do exactly yeah. that. So. I love the clips yeah. you sent. I
0: will have to share them, actually. <laughs> I don't know why. And I guess that's the whole idea of the podcast, isn't it? You just got to get on with it, really. Yeah. Um, so the relationship as it stands with your mum. Oh, mm. sorry. The one thing I was going to say when you were saying about important to, to be able to talk to someone not in your zone, mm. your, your circle, is... I, and I, I don't know whether it's a very staunchly British thing. I think it's just a, a normal people who have any kind of morals. Mm. When you first go into a counselling session, you're almost apologising for some of the things you say. You go, oh, oh I know, yeah. it, I know yeah. it sounds really bad, but like I'm not getting on with my mum. I know it sounds mm. really bad, but I really hate this person. And and, and then you start to realise you don't need to defend yourself mm. in front of this woman or mm. man. Mm. These people are, li- are literally well, they're paid to not have an opinion on you, but to kind of help you. Mm. And you find that after however many sessions it is, you're just um, hell for leather mm. because you need to get that out mm. without having to sort of go, oh, yeah. I, know, I know it sounds bad, yeah. but. Because as yeah. you said, so take the the example, sorry, Chris, take the example of your dad <laughs> <laughs> taking the dogs down the park. It's like, you you want to say to your counselor, no, it pissed <laughs> me yeah. off, I'm more important than the dog park. <laughs> have a word, dad. But whereas you if you were saying that to me you'd yeah. sort of say i know he needs to get out yeah. and i know the dogs need yeah. walking but it's like, that it's like,
1: it just sits on you and it's just there mm. and like okay fine maybe if you ask me yeah it did upset me but she had to ask me what's upset you mm. and it took me a few minutes to realize And she yeah. goes something's upset you and whatever it is it's still there so we spoke about it and then she goes well that's it you're upset yeah. that your dad put the dogs park over you mm. and I was like yeah you're right damn you dog yeah, park yeah damn you dog park but, how
0: is your relationship with your mum now
1: um relationship with my mum is like I said it, it's um baby steps it's a lot better than it was 11 years ago that's for sure yeah um but uh you know we talk um I wouldn't say frequently probably you know once or twice a month. Um, you know see the kids have a quick chat how's everything going um I have a whatsapp group with her and my husband so we chat my husband's great you know he's a bit of a the the un peace corps when it comes to me and my mum so he's always there to kind of moderate if
0: ever things he's a very very family oriented man so that that helps and you know he's been
1: through his own share um so he and he's the biggest biggest advocate of talking and thank god to him because you know I didn't realize like from past relationships and maybe even now when I think back on you know did my family talk enough? Mm. Clearly we didn't because my mom had a lot on her chest that she didn't get mm. off and whether mm. or not talking would have helped who knows but um, you know my husband and I really genuinely have a firm belief in you know talk about it get it off your chest mm. don't go to bed with a grudge don't even have a grudge get off your high horse and he'll say that to me more often because it's I find it's a trait that I own like if someone upsets me I, like my dad bury it in there and keep it there for a while and not talk about it but yeah it's really upset me and then it rolls out into other things and um and that's just from my dad in the dog park but you can imagine what else there might be so it's I don't know I mean and again this is something that I have to work on and I work on myself on on a daily basis and remind myself but you know talking really is important Mm. and um it's so easy to hold things back and it's so easy like you know fine maybe your way of addressing that point in time with your grief was yeah I'm gonna grab a duvet and sit back but eventually you know mm. talk about that mm. talk about mm. what it is that you know made you want to do that and whatever it is that you missed with your friends and you know to this day I still try to recuperate great memories and feelings and thoughts I have with my mom and bring that back into the relationship I have, because like I said, my mom's not dead. Mm. She's there. It's just, I'm trying to bridge that gap between these wonderful memories I had as a child and who my mum is now. And then me as a mother with my kids mm. and um, God, it's difficult. It's not easy. It really isn't. And, you know, there's so many people out there who haven't got great relationships with their mums. And how do you factor that in with the, with the family that you're in now with mm. your kids? And it's, It's not, it's, yeah, it's not easy.
0: Have you ever had any, regrets wouldn't be right, but have you ever thought it's just kind of, it's not worth it? This is really tough because I must say, I think it's incredibly selfless of you to try and rebuild this relationship purely for your children. Mm, Yeah, if it wasn't for my kids, I probably wouldn't have made the effort. And your mum's aware of that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think your mum is grateful for you now trying to build this relationship back up? I do, um,
1: yeah. I mean, I think my mom, my mum's recognized that she's missed a lot. Um, mm. You know, I, re- I think especially now with everything being the way it is, like not being able to travel or mm. see, cause like we obviously, if we were, if we had had this summer, we would have gone back to Europe and we probably would have made the effort to see her. For sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think she feels very left out. Um, we've been blessed with the fact that, you know, my dad was with us for six months and now my husband's mum is now with us for a long period of time. And then there's my... Who, who is called no, no, nonna. 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 Nonna, There you guess yeah. Nonna Maria. Um, and so now obviously there's my mum and she's very conscious of the fact that she hasn't had this time with us and the kids as well. So yeah, I'd say she is grateful. Um, you know, again, I can't speak for the feelings that my mum has um, with regards to... If she has regret or if she doesn't have regret, um, you know, hopefully one day we'll talk about it. Mm. Who knows? Um, Still very new. Yeah. Your, your... Prior to coming onto this podcast, I had to have the open relationship, open conversation with my mum because I'm not talking about someone who's dead. I'm talking about someone who's live and kicking and the internet's the internet and, you know, things get passed along and maybe my mum might see this. For sure. And hear it. And um, I had to tell my mum that this is what I was doing and it was important to me because at the end of the day, my message is, is that... It's so important to talk about grief. Um, and, you know, I've got friends and I've got family who have been through loads and to tell them like, talk to me or talk to someone else, whoever it may be, talk, but that message still doesn't get across. Mm. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a therapist. It could be anyone, Yeah. you know.
0: Did you ask
1: your mum or tell your mum? Tell my mum. Okay. 100% tell my mum. I even told my dad and my brother. Okay. Um, and funnily enough, I got full support from all of them. Um, you know it's by no means a platform to air, you know family laundry it's more a platform to say this is how i feel this is how i felt mm-hmm. this is what i went through mm-hmm. although great
0: podcast yeah such a good podcast airing dirty laundry <laughs> yeah. i'm well up for that that could be a new stream okay yeah um that's nice though i i, yeah. I like the fact because your mum could have been, and as well, I think it's interesting, there could even be people listening now who are on your mum's side. Yeah. Saying, well, she was allowed to do what she wants, you know, whatever. I know people that have done the, the same sort of thing and maybe you're being a bit of a bitch for, you know, ignoring her. You just swore I know I've got on your beep, own podcast. I know, have got to beep it out myself. Bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's true. So I think, but I think it's really interesting and I just love the fact that yeah, I, th- I think and I'll say it again, it's such an amazing selfless thing that you're doing that you are going do you know what? Life is too short. It is. And with yeah. with your with your with your children and, and things like that. But um because as well goodness, knock on Panama's finest wood it's not wood again, mm. uh, is that um your mum's gonna die at some point. We're all gonna or, die, yeah. but your mum might die, and then, and then who knows mm. what you would go through? Yeah. Thinking I didn't try, nope. or we didn't, or yeah. whatever, whatever.
1: It's so. I mean, again, like like I said, I think if I hadn't have had that hugely profound and strong relationship with my grandmother, I probably wouldn't have recognized how important it is. Mm. I, I want my kids to have that relationship. Mm. I don't want them thinking like, oh, you know, where is my other nonna? And um, so yeah, when when we have our Zoom calls and when we have our chats and when we're there in person, yes, it's also about working on me and my relationship with my mum, but also mm. making sure that they have that those memories mm. and those times and that energy with each other too. And yeah, it's just um
0: they better be grateful. Yeah, little munchkins. God, yes, I know
1: they they better be they better be. But yeah, it's. Like I said, it it's it, every day it's it's another trial. I mean, there were times when, you know, my mum would make the effort and she'd say, like, can we have a chat, can we have a call? And just by receiving her messages, I used to, like, get this knot in my chest. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, I don't know if I can do it. And then I'd be like, okay, fine. And I know that call's happening at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I'm, I'm in a foul mood yep. up until 2 and then we have the call and then I'm fine. Yep. And, like, it was then that I realised this is not normal. This is not healthy. Mm, like, mm, mm. I need to get this off my chest. I need to, you know... And hence why I was taking those baby steps. And, you know, I take my hat off to a lot of my friends who helped me, p- not push me, but nudge me in that direction to say it's okay, it's good. Yeah. And those friends had been through hell, like I said, lost parents and, you know, parents had got divorced mm-hmm. and, 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 and um, happily, you know, motioning their way through life by talking to a therapist. And I was like, great, let me give it a go. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't think if it wasn't for my children, in answer to your question, I don't think I would have made such an effort. Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't think I would have. And um, yeah, it's every day. It's a leap. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's amazing. And yeah. it's, you know, it'll be fascinating to have you back on in a year's time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And just see where that relationship is going. So obviously you turned to the therapy, mm. which wasn't an easy decision for no. you. Yeah. No. Besides that, asking the question, you know, what was your grief relief? I ask it every time. Like what kind of helped you through or what did your therapist tell you to try and help you through this?
1: Um well, uh, it's a bit of a twofold thing really. I mean, the sessions with her um aren't just a chat. Um my therapist is a bit more how she's she kind of really focuses on the body and understanding like um you know where are you trapping certain energies and where are you not releasing things and um so the first session i did with her we apparently i didn't i didn't realize how much we had but we'd actually covered quite a lot with regards to my past and what i was going through it was actually only in the second session um when she turned around to me and she's like you know what we've we've done a lot like you've opened up a lot and we've spoken a lot about you know, that's what I can see where um, you've got your kind of trapped energy, so to speak. And she said, don't be surprised if for the next couple of days you feel a bit ill. And I was like, OK, strange. Left, went home, came down with the flu. Really? Yeah, I was down with the flu for like a week. And it was just basically me just locking things up and not releasing them. And she'd helped me realize where those were. And we did a lot of breathing exercises to get through it um, and kind of like relaxing and you know talking openly about it almost having like a mini mantra with each other and um i did i felt incredibly ill i remember texting her the next day saying what's happened and she goes you've let your body go like mm. you've been holding so much in for so long and you've just let it go and mm. this is going to happen like your toxins are coming out people and don't
0: realize the correlation between they don't that. realize yeah. it
1: because like the second you put a wall up and you're like i'm not going to talk about this because it hurts me too much you are trapping mm a flow Mm. so to speak Mm. and that can lead to other things and other illnesses and 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 the list goes on so i mean at the beginning i thought that is a bit airy fairy but then eventually i realized wow this does make such a difference and you know the the simple thing of just breathing Mm. became a lot easier Mm. and then i could be able to like talk about things a bit more and so the more and more and more i was doing these like exercises with her and breathing and talking and releasing and understanding where certain traps were Mm. I was like, wow. And then I started recognizing it. I was like, oh, I can feel like I've really held a lot of stress in recently. It could be anything, like the lead up to a big event or whatever it might be that might be making me nervous or stressed out. I then For me, I guess, what is my grief relief? It's having that me time, Mm. finding that space where, whether it be on a park bench with my face in the sun and just breathing or doing something that makes me happy but Mm. conscious of the fact that I have hold held in something which has stressed me out and not just doing it that once for five minutes but progressively doing it again and again and again and Mm. finding that
0: time for you and it's so easy
1: to get caught up in your lifestyle like you have three children so I I,
0: it's heaven forbid how you managed to do that weirdly mine was we all know our physiotherapist Paul was um the stress in my jaw and I, f- I grind my teeth oh I, I grind my too. teeth so yeah. badly my dentist hates uh, me me too um is that but sometimes i'll find that i'll be driving yeah. or sitting watching telly and all of a sudden i feel that i'm sitting there yeah. tensing my yeah. jaw yeah. so very much you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. opening it up yeah. and and releasing those muscles yeah. and you, you just don't realize how much your your body takes on yeah. um you mentioned about things that you do that just make you happy hmm which has wonderfully led me on to my next question, which I ask every guest is a podcast. I asked you to come to me today with a podcast or an Instagram account <laughs> that just makes you happy. Ah. Just puts a little smile on your face.
1: So apart from your podcast, Obviously. which I do love, I have to admit, big kudos to everybody that you've been speaking to. Because oh, they've been amazing. I they? get the goosebumps and I get the feels and I think immediately after listening, I'm like, right on whatsapp like oh my god I did. I get I get a huge
0: debrief from yeah. Dominique after every episode oh as well going this person's amazing yeah. how did they do this and, and this has
1: made me think of that and I remember this now and and it's it's
0: great like I love that and I love the fact that the podcast makes people think differently about their different relationships, or maybe if yeah. they, even if they haven't suffered grief. Yeah. And then my friend Rochelle, so we call her the Quiz Master because <laughs> she loves a question, and she will literally be like, "Right, I'm," li-, she'll be like, "Hi, doll." That's yeah. what I get. She goes, "I'm just about to start episode seven. I'll send you a list of questions, and I get bullet point questions, and I have to answer all the questions. But most of the time." um genuinely i don't edit these these podcasts um except for when you swear when i swear right. when the cat starts climbing <laughs> uh, up the up the blind or or there's a knock on the door uh, because i i feel it's important to get everything out yeah. yes there are some times probably even now where people are listening going you could have cut this if yeah. i'm honest yeah. the one episode i did had to edit was episode five with my friend Nicole Majelani because we spoke for twelve minutes about cats. No idea. Because we're weird. (laughs) And I was listening and actually Saz, our mutual friend, she was like, thank God you deleted it.
1: Funny you say that, when I when my mum when my mum left and then my partner and I well, we took the decision to because at the time I was living with my dad, we moved out into our own apartment. And um, you're going to talk about cats, aren't you? I got
0: three cats. <gasps> I'm so excited you spoke about cats. I got
1: one, and then two, and then three. The, the, the third one was a mistake, but.
0: Oh, don't tell him that. Yeah. I could say the same thing about <laughs> your child. Your third he child, was actually. <laughs>
1: I still honestly, it's immaculate conception.
0: It was immaculate conception. Do you know what? I still understand how it works. Honestly, your husband could just look at me and I'd probably fall pregnant. <laughs> yeah. How that that man is that <laughs> man impregnates anybody? Anyway, enough okay, about that. Enough. So your Instagram account. Yes. Wow. Okay, so
1: apart from that grief relief, um, who on the floor at my wedding? Okay. We double checked and I can't remember what it's called again anyway. It's yeah. along the lines of that. Anyway, long story short is that her sister got married and then at the wedding, um, basically they were they found a poop on the floor and nobody knows how it works. So now they've got like detectives in and they're interviewing everybody that came to their wedding and it's like... A human a fo- feces? Yes, human feces on the floor at the wedding and nobody understands. And it was on a boat, right? So like their wedding was held on a boat going up and down the... In Amsterdam. Thames? Oh, so they got married in Amsterdam,
0: and not the Thames. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not great at geography, but I'm aware. That's so not It's it?
1: such a great podcast. It just cracks me up. It makes me laugh. Okay, good. It's, it's the type of thing that I'll throw on when I'm in the car and I'm easy doing bit, easy listenings. But it all just cracks me up, and it's just funny because okay. it's just light humor. And the, the fact of the matter is, is that they're so like they need to find out who did this and like, it wasn't a wedding where anybody could have walked in and walked out you were on a boat so it's one of their invited guests yeah all the staff yeah and it's just there it was and they don't understand Colonel how Colonel Mustard much. Exactly so they're going around checking shoes and you name it and it's great Yeah, That's disgusting yeah. Okay
0: and you had um, an Instagram account that you always send me the little cartoons Yeah
1: it's a Dino and Comics Dino and yeah, Comics They're so cute Very light hearted Um you know but like there'll be a couple of them and you're like that's exactly how I feel right now. Yeah. And it's just very lighthearted and he's great cuz he also does like jumpers and caps and shirts and stuff and That's how you I'm, monetize yeah, it, baby. Yeah. dedicated to get one of them one day. But um, yeah, so those okay. are of little things. I do love them and I share them on my stories or I share them to people Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. I love it when sisters. you
0: do get. Obviously, everyone loves to like to share a meme. Yeah. Um, but when you get those little cartoons as well, that that does put a big smile yeah. on your face. Yeah. Thank you so much That's for sharing so you. so much because I think, yeah, super brave what you've done because, yeah. like I said, for for someone to almost disown their mum mm. and to stand by it and then to want to rebuild it and not just for you, I yeah. think I think you're a very very brave yeah. human being. Yeah,
1: but I think mean, it's it's also you know support this new lifestyle that she's in now like you know yeah if this is what makes you happy then so be it um do you
0: get on with her husband i didn't ask you um
1: well yeah i mean we've we've spent time with each other i you know we i do get on with him um my brother wouldn't want to probably put himself in that situation okay um but who knows maybe his story might change later on down the line and he's um, younger so exactly um but yeah no in answer to your question i i do get on with him um And, uh, yeah, I just, I, what will be my hope in the day that, you know, I can't really bury the hatchet and say none of this ever actually happened. Mm. There's still a huge amount of pain there that sits there to this day. I mean, just talking on this podcast, it gets relived Mm. and you remember, you you remind yourselves of these things and, you know, could I have spent more time with my grandmother if this didn't didn't have happened and, 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 but shoulda, woulda, coulda. And, um, like you said, life is just too short Mm. and it's so much more now about, enjoying this time with people especially now when we've not been able to enjoy a certain amount of time with friends and family that we wish we could have been Mm. and um I wouldn't say the word is forgive and forget because if you forget then what was the point like it was profound pain it always will be profound pain Mm. but it's learning from that pain and Mm. moving on with life Mm. um yeah, people are born, people die, and you have losses, you have gains, and you, yeah, it's just, you know, how, how can I make the most of this moment at the right time, rather mm. than kind of sitting back and, you know, taking it offline, yeah. It's, uh, it's,
0: yeah, it's it's not easy. Because I think that's the thing as well, as what we said, is what if, you don't yeah. know, yeah. and what if things you know, and and you don't know how you would feel had you not have even tried. Yeah, And I I think that's a a really big thing of you. If you have been affected by anything that you've heard on today's episode, please reach out. I say it every week. I'm not a professional, but if you were perhaps interested in in Dominique's therapist, which was perhaps a little, you know, more unusual than others that we've had spoken about, Mm -hmm. please feel free. I'm happy to connect you to dominique or her therapist or, or whatever um if you would like to share your story as well like feel free reach out so you can do it in a number of ways on instagram slide into my dms <laughs> it's at that grief relief podcast on twitter it's at grief relief pod or you can send me an email that grief relief podcast at gmail.com and you can be anonymous as well if you want to even if you just want to get something off your chest like please please feel free there is a lot of support out there no matter kind of what you're 100%, 100%. going through 100% um even if you don't want to speak to me you just want to speak to dom like do you know what i mean go for your life thank you so much for listening or get a cat or get a cat <laughs> actually poppy's been amazing today poppy she hasn't has. had a mention today oh she is on the video if i can She's get youtube very sweet. if i can get my technology to work again yeah. Thank you for listening. Please uh, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rating, give us an Apple review or whatever format you're listening on. And uh, same on YouTube as well. Click subscribe as well. Get those numbers up. Thank you, Dominique. Thank you. Love you very much. I'll see you for brekkie next week. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Say goodbye. (laughs) Ciao.